Welcome back to Tiger Cats pregame presented by Journey Rewards. Rick Samprin in for Bubba O'Neill, joined by the great Andy Fantuz. And it's time for Speaking with the Enemy. It's brought to you by RedTag.ca. And it's time to get together with RedTag.ca so you can book your group vacation now and pay later interest-free. Plus, get a chance to win back up to $25,000 in cash back. Visit RedTag.ca forward slash group dash offers for full details. Pleased to be joined by the voice of Toronto Argonauts football. We just had to get him on here for speaking with the enemy. Mike Hogan. Hoagie, how are you? Good. How come he gets the great Andy Fantuz and I get Mike Hogan? I think it's quite obvious. I know obvious. he is the great Andy Fantuz, but... <laughs> would you would you prefer the mediocre Mike oh, Hogan? I, I strive for mediocrity. <laughs> okay. That's, well, that's my good. life. The Argos are far from mediocre this season. They're doing well. You look at the, the one loss record, though. I mean... And you look at the closeness of the games, Argos could really easily be one and six or could be six and one. True. Like it's been that kind of season, I think, for every team because of the amount of close games. Um, you know, Winnipeg could have, would have, should have lost to us. Ottawa did lose to Montreal. I mean, they, they're perfect, but far from perfect, if you know what I mean. Yes. So it's good, though. I mean, you don't know what the hell's going to happen on any given night. Par- parody's lovely. But what you said about that, which team is going to show up, how. You know how are they going to play? That was that was very evident last year with the Argonauts. I thought it's a team that could beat anybody in the league or lose badly to anybody, and they and they did squeak out a lot of close games last year. What is different about the team this year than than last year, where they ended up securing first in the East? I think for the offense, a full year for most of the guys uh, under Ryan Dinwiddie, so they know the system now. So. Now they're not thinking as much. And you know that. You get a new OC, you're going and you're going, what do I, exactly what do I have to do here? Now it's just, okay, I got this play, boom, 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 boom. You can go out and be an athlete as opposed to being a, a thinker uh, first and just go out and react. Um, so I think offensively that's been the main thing. And defense, man, this this team flies to the football. Um, that's, uh, you know, Corey Mace, the defensive coordinator, says his mantra is STB, sprint to the ball. And you look at the, the, the guys who get there, it's never just one guy. There's always a secondary. You, you, you run a, a little hitch screen or something, and there's going to be nine guys in blue over there. It's, uh, uh, it'll, it'll be great until somebody takes advantage of that and runs some sort of counter in there to, to mess everything up. But it's, it's a fun defense to watch, and I think that's been the biggest difference, especially if you go back to the 4-14 four and 14 seasons. Uh, just, just look at the, the way that this defense flies to the football. This is the first game back for uh, Speedy B. Brandon Banks yeah. making his return to uh, Tim Hortons Field for the first time since becoming an Argo. How has he adjusted to being in double blue? It, he said it took him until week three. And I didn't, not of camp, <laughs> week three of, of the regular season wow. before he finally went, oh, man, I'm, I'm coming out of the home tunnel now. Like, uh, this, is, this is okay. I'm blue <laughs> yeah. now. I get it. Um, like, he still, like, he still lives here. Like, he's, like, he's still going to be... If you had to go into the Hall of Fame as a team, he would come in as a tie cat. But the one thing that he said is he's having fun again. He's the last year wasn't fun for him for a lot of different reasons. Um, you know, he physically wasn't 100%, and just things had changed last year. You guys saw that firsthand. And he said the one thing that he wanted to get the most out of going to Toronto this year was to rediscover the fun of football. And he said, I'm having fun. And, you know, it's translated. He has three touchdowns this year, which is tied for tops uh, on the team with Cam Phillips. So um, they're taking a lot of deep shots with him. And when these two finally get on the same page, uh, he and McLeod Bethel-Thompson, it's going to be fun. Because in practice, 
uh, they're they're airing it out, and it's connecting more than it has in games. They're having a lot of fun, and uh, what do, what do you think Speedy B's reception is going to be, and what do you, or what do you hope? What do you think is the reception going to be tonight? I think it'll be mixed. I think there are fans that are going to appreciate it, and there are fans who are going to turn off because you know he's not coming back as an Ottawa Red Black. He's coming back as a Toronto Argonaut yeah. and made that choice. He didn't make the choice to leave here, but I'm sure he had offers for a couple of teams, but it made sense. He doesn't have to move anywhere. It, it made sense uh, from a logistical standpoint to sign with the Argos, um, and he liked the opportunity that he had with the offense. Uh, they needed a guy who has that second-level speed, and I don't think Speedy B is Speedy B anymore from five years ago, but he's still fast. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that gives them something that they really didn't have last year a guy with experience who could do that. Chandler Worthy's fast, but he was never Speedy B in terms of a receiver. Um, so I think that's one thing that he's added, that veteran presence who can who can be that second-level threat. Do you think this Argos team is going to reach its potential in the next few weeks, or is this going to be a continual evolution by come playoff time they hope to be playing their best football? I, I would think so. Um, you can see it in the defense getting better all the time, the offense. It's tough with the sort of uh, duct tape and staples method they've done with the offensive line in the last few weeks. Yeah, uh, It's crazy. Can you ever remember, Andy, in all your years, a team losing three offensive tackles who are American at the same time? Yeah, that's... Like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So they had to go all Canadian last week. Uh, we think Dejan Allen's going to be up this week. He's sort of a game-time decision, but looks like he's going to be up. Uh, but you lose all three Americans. They had to go all Canadian, and it, it worked out. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a ramp ramp, but they were able to get through it last week and, and, and do okay. I think, was it three sacks last week? Yeah. The, the craziest thing I saw in my days was uh, 2008, we had six spiral fractures all on the same team in a season. <laughs> wow, and seriously? So it's a strange injury, and, and, uh, but all, all like just some were gross and some weren't so bad. One of them was myself. And then the year that we had the dislocated elbow, C.J. Gable and myself, like two yeah. injuries you never hear about. We both happened in the same game. Uh, just just totally wild. Well, so. your other old team, Saskatchewan, last year had this, what, six Achilles, four yeah, Achilles, yeah. whatever it was? Yeah. The day before training camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But crazy. So yeah, th this year for us, it's been the uh, it's it's been the, the offensive line and the, the tackle specifically. Like we've got enough healthy, good, high draft pick Canadian interior players. Luckily, we've got guys. Phil Blake kicked out. He played tackle last week. Shane Richards, who did play tackle at Oklahoma State, you know he he's he's better. I think suited at, 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 in three down football as a as an interior guy, but he didn't look horrible last week at, at tackle. So they got through it. But, you know, when the offensive line gets healthier, and you guys are going through it with receivers right now. Yeah. I mean, it's, cra it's crazy how it seems to hit one position every year. Mm -hmm. Well, we talked about Banks a little bit. A couple other big-name uh, acquisitions in the offseason, one on offense, Andrew Harris, one on defense from the Ticats, Jagarrett Davis. What kind of impact have they made both on, on the field and in the locker room? Uh, Andrew on the field has been everything advertised. It, it's tough sledding running against the Ticats at the best of time. I mean, that's defensively, you've got great secondary, and you play the run so well. Um, he didn't have a great day, but we've seen him have great days this year. And the one thing that you, I didn't realize, uh, until you see him at practice, until you see him in a game every game, his patience is unbelievable uh, to take the ball. And, you know, you'll see a rookie who'll bang, he'll hit the hole at a million miles an hour as soon as he gets the hole. And then Harris will wait, 
wait another half step, and then boom, he'll hit the hole. Uh, I don't know if you can teach that, or is that, is that something that's just kind of in there? You can try to teach it, but I, I think with some guys it's just instinctive, and that's, that's Harris. And, man, he runs hard. Uh, I was down on the sidelines in Regina for the game, and, man, he's super intense, and it's like every run is the last play of the Grey Cup. <laughs> like, he's just that guy. And as far as Jagarid, uh we all know what he can do. Uh, last year, one of the great stats of all time, he had six sacks in the regular season and five in the playoffs. Um, he's just that guy, big money. Yeah. And for him coming home today, he did it before, obviously, when he, with the Ticats, went back to Calgary. So he's kind of used to it, and that's what he expects tonight. But, uh, you know, the personality. He's just He's just got a big smile on his face all the time and has brought a little bit of looseness to a group that can be pretty intense at times. <laughs> um, there have been a handful of, of star players in this league that have been really good head coaches in this league. Yeah. Ryan Dinwiddie may have not reached that star status as a quarterback in this league, but I think he's doing a pretty good job as a head coach of the Argos. Oh, absolutely. And uh, somebody put up the stat this week where I think he's third in terms of wins after however many games he's done this in Argo history. Mm. I mean, wow. that's pretty impressive when you look at He's 45th coach in, in, in league in uh, team history. Um, he's, been, he's been really good. Um, he made some mistakes last year, uh, timeouts, challenges, stuff yep. like that, um, that he's learned from. And that's what you want to see as a player, as a coach, as a broadcaster. You, you want to see somebody make a mistake and then learn from that mistake. And I think Artie's done a really good job of that. Um, he's a football lifer, man. He's 24-7. He's go, go, go. So... <laughs> Uh, he's he's in the right job, put it that way, and Pinball loved him, and that's why he hired him without Dinwiddie ever having been a coordinator. All right, so that is uh, Mike Hogan, the voice of Toronto Argonauts football on TSN 1050 and does an amazing job as it. So, uh, yeah, we can call you great, I guess. Will you give me an, <laughs> Ar- Will you give me an Argos? Come on. Can't. It's come against on. the DNA. Oh, come on, Mike. Man. Don't come in here with that, with that garbage. <laughs> wow. Get that garbage. Well, Get I that. knew you would do it. <laughs> All right, we got to go. Coming up, we have Hitch, we have RJ, we have Luke, we have the Car Star three, three keys to the game coming up as well. This has been Speaking with the Enemy, brought to you by Red Tag.